0: Okay, well, welcome to episode one of what we're calling the Tales, no, I've got that wrong, the Unexpected Tales, about the tales of the Tales of the Unexpected Tales.
1: And you may or may not be expecting from that that we'll be talking about Roald Dahl's Tales of the Unexpected. Ah, but
0: was it Roald Dahl's Tales of the Unexpected?
1: To a degree, a lot of it was. Uh, certainly in the first three series, but obviously then after that it was more generic.
0: Yeah, uh, we, we've we kind of as, assumed that he was responsible for the reason why it existed. And then at some point they they must have realised that there was a lot more unexpected tales to be told. And and now you've got m- more, more people writing. Roald Dahl, who... Wasn't been a, his contract wasn't re-signed or something like that, and so then it just got called, rather than Roald Dahl's Tales of the Unexpected, just Tales of the Unexpected.
1: Which wasn't something that I'd actually been aware of. I thought it always gone along as, as Roald Dahl's. Well,
0: I I thought it was just Tales of the Unexpected, and Roald Dahl introduced them.
1: Oh, right, right. Because I remember watching it as a child, and I do also remember the Peter Cook thing, which was Tales of the... Uh... Most... Ex- Tales of the very much as you expected. But, I think the the problem with people sort of critiquing the uh, do you expect it, don't you expect it, is where does the expectation come in? Well, right at the beginning, it's in the title. What I mean is, people say they look to the end and expect a twist ending. Yes. But it's not tales of the end that's unexpected. Oh. So the unexpected nature can actually run through the entire tale. The ending may or may not be a twist.
0: It's just an unexpected tale, which is one of the reasons why we're doing this, right? Okay, so, we're, uh, so let's introduce ourselves. I'm Chris. I'm Rob. What we've, we've become fans of weird fiction, in particular the podcasts um, of H.P. Lovecraft, uh, the uh, H.P. Podcraft and the M.R. James uh, literary podcast, which uh, dissect these weird tales. Now then, the the beauty about these tales, or the stories are, they're setting a a realm, which, um, although it's sort of a a weird place to be, it's, you know, anything can happen, anything's allowed to happen, it's still not part of this world. And these stories, the Tales of the Unexpected, really sum up. What these, this kind of, it's just a strange place to be, and anything can happen. Now, my thought was though, and I never got it until you just said it was that actually the end part, the last five minutes or the last 30 seconds, was going to be the twisty ending.
1: Yeah, well, I think a lot of people do, and then then a lot of people complain and they say, Oh, I could see that coming, but work it back, think what it's called.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, well, that would be credit to then the storyteller. If you're saying, here's here's a story with a bizarre ending, and you're expecting it, but then they go, well, you, you weren't expecting that particular ending. Well, then you're on levels of ending, aren't you? Yeah. Levels of unexpectedness. The uh, This didn't... Potentially didn't influence things like The Usual Suspects and Memento and uh, Seven, where the ending became the reason why you went to see it. But it certainly helped uh, uh, allow a filmmaker to present something that sends you on a completely different narrative and then flip what you were expecting.
1: But what I was thinking about uh, with uh, Usual Suspects the other day, at the end, Kaiser Soze... Yes. He's walking along and yeah. there's sort of a close up on his feet as he's walking. Yes. And gradually yes. his gait becomes normal. Yes. Why would he do it gradually? Surely he would have just limped around the corner and then started walking properly.
0: Or pegged it. Yeah. 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 He wouldn't
1: have done that sort of change, that that, that sort of That's slow, a great point, yeah. Slow move. I can't and I've been trying to think of a justification for it. I thought, could it be that he thought somebody was watching him? No, you wouldn't change it at all. You'd only make the change if nobody was there to see it, in which case, just change it.
0: Yeah, What we should really point out is that these, this podcast will be full of spoilers too. So anybody who hasn't seen The Usual Suspects... Sorry about that, yeah. Okay, but this, this whole podcast is going to be full of spoilers
1: Although, to be fair, I didn't say who Kaiser Soze was. Although I did mention a certain identifying feature about him, yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, well, look, that's just proved the point. Um, So, let's crack on. Right, so uh, Tales Unexpected, then, was a predominantly British programme, um, made uh, the last part of the 1970s, um, most of the 1980s, how many episodes did we work out that there was? There were 112 episodes that spanned over, over nine series. Nine series. There, there, there are some really. This is unexpected. There's the the length of the series was really bizarre. With there's like one series, which is series eight, has four episodes in. I mean, whether I, just, I don't know. I mean, what the reason for that was? Was that part of the ruse? The unexpected ruse. It, well, it
1: would have been Series of the Unexpected, wouldn't it, that? But, um, uh, not a tale, not necessarily, uh, no. Unless they were talking about it. Oh, uh, but, no, I don't know. That's something that I've often wondered uh, why it's like that. Well, Maybe that's something that if anybody's listening and they know, they could uh, write in and tell us. Yes,
0: maybe Joan Collins
1: knows. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure Joan Collins would know.
0: Because my dream for this, the, <laughs> the reason why we're doing this, one, the reason why we're doing this is because we love the show. Um, in fact... Everybody loves this show, right? Okay, everybody who was around. And, and, and if, you, if you weren't, you can get these if you're in uh, Britain, you can watch these through Sky Go. Um, you And and they all the series are there, so you'll be able to, to check those out. Um, and what we could do is recommend which episode we're going to be watching next week so that people have a chance to watch that episode, and then we'll talk through that episode, and then people can kind of join in. Or... They can just listen to us babble on about it. Well, what the format's going to be is we're just basically going to just just watch an episode, and then and then explain what, what was going on. Why?
1: Well it, well, it could be a bit like, did you say Richard and Judy's book club, which you didn't say. I didn't. You say. were, were alluding to that sort of is thing, it? where people could uh, you know do their own work in advance. <laughs> is that what they do? Yeah, I think so. I don't. I, yeah, they do. Surely they what do. They, they, they say um, like have a list, don't they? And then you can read it. And then they talk about it. And then they talk about it. Are they still... They're not still on TV, though, are they? Don't think so. James Naughty does it on Radio 4. What, Richard and Judy's book club? More James Naughty's book club, that one, I think. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: right. Uh, where, oh, I'll tell you what. When I was driving over here, there's a... Uh, the roundabout off the motorway. Yeah. There is a, a big sign. Like one of those ads. Uh, lorry type things, you know, that they park oh, up yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for Lidl. Right. Right, with a map of where the latest Lidl is. Right. Right, now then. <laughs> one, Liddles are all over the place. Okay, so you'd be able to find one. But if you were if you were if you were hunting out that particular one and you're like, oh we've got this we've got this far, but we need to know exactly where it is. I've got a I just couldn't understand why anybody would want to so they say this is like advertise little, yeah. But oh. like, here's where you'll find maybe I don't know, maybe that is a good point. Nate.
1: Well, there is there is, you know, not to get drawn into this little discussion, but there is a new little being built around it. Ma-
0: Do you think that is the it advert could, that I've just seen? It could be. Oh, yeah, right. it could be. I love the little uh, the middle aisle of little You because you're you go in uh, middle and middle. Is that where they did that? Mind you, know Aldi does it as well, and also Neto did it before them. Anyway, uh, I love the bit where you go in, and you're like, "Yeah, I need my bread, I need cereals, and I also need like mushy peas." Quite fancy that wetsuit.
1: <laughs> um, there are the most yeah. unlikely things in there. I was like,
0: "Oh, I've got my wetsuit now. I'll get those drill bits that I've been after, <laughs> and I've got space in the trolley for a bird feeder." But, but
1: didn't it draw you? I mean I, I go in with my wife and you know, we do in the shopping things, but all the time at the back of my mind I'm thinking I'm gonna have a look in the in the little middle because I wanna find out what they're selling today, which I'm sure they never shift. Well, they must do.
0: Because they they it's this constant replenished stock. Unless it no, I'm telling you, there's different things in each time I've been. Yeah, and I agree yeah. with you, I agree with you. I go in and Michelle will go in for the bits that we need. Yeah. And all I'm bothered about is that middle bit where I could get, like, walking boots and a kind of uh No, what country? Like a Scandinavian cake. Because <laughs> that's the only place I'm going to get Scandinavian cake. But at Christmas time, I imagine it's like an Aladdin's cave
1: in... Yeah, probably non-Christmas items, though. But the... Because they don't sell anything that anybody really can use in the middle little. Therefore... Unless you're a
0: diver. <laughs> but if you were a diver, and you needed your wetsuit and your scuba gear...
1: You wouldn't be would to Lidl, Lidl, would you? No. Is...
0: But how do you know that they... They don't advertise what's in
1: that middle aisle, do they? Perhaps it's to draw in the curious. In fact, it's the aisle of the unexpected. That's what it is.
0: Um, nice link. Well, I thought I th- so. I'm sure, I'm, do you know what? When I started this, I'm sh- pretty sure it had something to do with it, the unexpected. Well, this is the whole idea of the podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So, what are we going to do with... This is our intro episode. Right. So, we're not going to be talking about this partic- any particular episode in this. Maybe just a, just kind of a gloss over, right? Right, yeah. Okay.
1: What, like sort of names of ones that particularly stick in your mind?
0: Well, good point, because... Uh, when I've spoke to people about this, uh, and I've said, you know, the, the, the tales that are expected. You know, did, and really, just to check that this was a, a podcast worth doing. Everybody always remembers one episode. Now, I remembered two. But I only, I only knew that one was an episode. Um, because I'd seen it. The second one that I remembered, I'd read the Roald doll. Short story, which right. was the landlady, which which when you look at these back, that's one of those stories that's kind of like just the whoa, what the fuck is going on there? And actually, we the reason I read it is because at school, our English teacher asked us to read the book. When it gets when it got to the ending of the kind of the unexpected bit, is that we would finish what Roald Dahl had started. It was a Roald Dahl book, right?
1: So the, they didn't. Let you read the ending.
0: No, we read the ending, but the ending leaves you with this, oh right, this kind of sense of hang on. There's a there's a part of the story that we need to.
1: So not only is it unexpected, it's an unfinished. It's an, well,
0: I would say that it leaves you hanging, uh, and so well, well we're going dis- to be discussing that. And the other episode was I don't know what it was called, but it was about a schoolgirl who was on her way home from school. Who she ends up in a caravan because she's scared about what happens. Now I can't remember anything more about it than it was like, that was before I went to school that I was watching this. No, no, I don't know actually, I may have been at school, I probably was at school actually, but when I was watching it, it frightened the life out of me for, to go to high school where I'd need to catch a bus and potentially walk back on my own, but that obviously that never happened. Um And I said to you about the Tales Unexpected, and you said the episode that
1: you remembered was... Well, the, the, the first one, Man from the South... Uh, but you didn't know it was the first episode, did I you? I didn't know at the time that it was the first episode. I, I did actually subsequently read up that it wasn't the first one filmed, but it was the first one that was brought.
0: Oh, so which one was the first one filmed?
1: Uh, I don't know which the first one filmed but was. You, all you know is... That, the, it wasn't that one. The so Man from it, the
0: South. Yeah, And The but, Man from the South, um, I remember... I don't think I remember it being a Tales of the Expected episode until... So a bit of research, but until I'd seen Four Rooms, which was the Tarantino, and I think, I think it was, I don't think Tarantino was responsible for all the stories, there was four stories. Four.
1: That's right. Yeah. Uh, Rodriguez was one of the directors, right? I'm not sure whether, it, we'll have, he did all four, but uh, I know Bruce Willis is in that. That's Un, right. Uncredited.
0: Uncredited, yes, that's right, yeah. Um, Madonna's in it. Tim, Tim, Roth. Tim Roth, it's the bellboat boy who links the whole stories together. Yeah,
1: well, I was surprised, because in that... Well, I'll not go into the sort of uh, similarities between the two stories, because that might be giving a bit too much away. But I was surprised at the role that Quentin Tarantino played in, in that particular one, because I would have thought he would have been another character than the one that he played. Right, OK.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, let's let's discuss that next. Because that would be the... If, if we haven't made this clear enough, that will be... The first episode, which which makes sense to just do these chronologically, yeah. So yeah, we'll be discussing yeah. that episode, the influences, what what happens in it, and stuff like that, and
1: yeah, yeah. in in the order of broadcast. In I, the order of
0: broadcast, absolutely not in the order of it being filmed.
1: I mean, it seems. other other ones I remember uh, is Lamb to the Slaughter which uh, also stuck in my mind. Which I understand is actually uh, an idea that uh, Ian Fleming. Uh, gave to Roald Dahl
0: because they, that those guys, Fleming and Roald Dahl, and um, they were all like mates anyway, weren't yeah, they, like, yeah yeah,
1: they had both sort of been involved in espionage in yeah, the war, yeah and obviously uh, Roald Dahl wrote the, screen, the screenplay for uh, "You only Live Twice," uh, in Fleming's book. basically, he said that it was an, unru- an unusable book as it stood they couldn't make a film out of it. It was more like a travelogue. So they gave it to him? So the when they were making the film, they gave it to Roald Dahl to, hey. uh, to write. Well, uh, Ian Fleming did uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He did, and obviously Roald Dahl then had a hand in that. Yes. And the child catcher is, in fact, Roald Dahl's creation.
0: Uh Roald Dahl has his, his kind of back catalogue is, is phenomenal, right? Okay, yeah. So everybody remembers that... You know, the medicine one. (laughs) Which you don't. Uh, What's it uh, called? uh, (laughs) George's Medicine. Right. George's Medicine. That's a bit, no. It's George's Marvel's Medicine. I remember the chocolate one. (laughs) Right, okay. Which had five kids in the film, or maybe six or five kids in the film, in the book, I mean. Yeah. yeah. But in the first draft, there was ten kids. Really? Yeah. And if you think about it, it's just a different way to get rid of a bunch of kids each time. Well, yeah, that's true. Okay, um, child catcher, as you've said. Yeah. Okay, and, and the medicine one was about making a poison and uh, nowhere in that book does it says you probably shouldn't try this yourself. <laughs> Do you think it's all
1: children you don't like or just badly behaved children? Because in I think the... I was just annoyed by kids. <laughs> in the chocolate factory, though, the ones who are disposed of ...in imaginative ways, they've all got something sort of... ...a behavioural trait that's unappealing. Maybe
0: that's it. I tell you what, I'm going to write this down for next time... ...is to just look into, did he
1: hate kids? Well, I I think it'd also be worth looking for some um, video of him... ...not introducing this programme. Smacking a kid around. (laughs) Well, I wonder... ...is he trying to add to the unexpected... ...or perhaps spooky nature of these things... By presenting them in a bizarre way, or is that just the way he spoke? Well, let's
0: face it, right? Okay, let's let's take if he wrote a bunch of short stories that had what a a TV producer decided was a oh that's a, that's got a twist that's got a nice I wasn't expecting that ending
1: yeah no.
0: and the the medicine one the you know. Uh, the chocolate one. The peach one. The peach one. They're all kind of like, they take you on this bit of a journey and then go, um, you know, oh, we weren't expecting that. They do that, don't they? That's So his style of writing was that. It wasn't like, you know, here's a here's a vampire, it's a glittery vampire. You weren't expecting that. You know, <laughs> we weren't expecting but, that. Well,
1: you would expect the vampire but you wouldn't expect the glitter.
0: The glittery bit. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. There was loads of things. But that is a story... That sold a lot of books but it takes you on a journey whereas Roald Dahl's books Andy, and in fact all of the Tales expected, sends you on a different di- on a direction that what they're trying to do is then go whoosh, the flip yeah. and it's like, ooh. but that's not even with the title you're thinking to yourself maybe that I wasn't expecting that I'm expecting everything else but I wasn't expecting that maybe mm. that's which brings us back to where we started this whole conversation As to which
1: bit's unexpected? Which is the ending or the hell tale? Could be either. Both. Or both. It could be either or both. See if you called one the tale of the glittery vampire, the way to make it unexpected Is it not be glittery? Or not I have a vampire. Yeah, but then because you just have a bunch of Draculas running around.
0: That would be brilliant.
1: <laughs> Without any glitter. No jar. glitter.
0: Just a drab. Just quite a drab, a, drab. A family quite a drab. draculas. Yeah. A family of... draculas. Dracula, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's. Yeah. So should we wind this one down then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the format. That's the reason why we're doing this. we we, we love listening to these sorts of stories. We love talking about these stories. And I think we're inspired by some of the podcasts about weird fiction that we've uh, come across in our time. Uh, and, and if anybody is listening to this, God knows why there would be. But if anybody is listening to this right there now... There are
1: people with a lot of time on their hands, aren't
0: there? Yes, yes, if you've got time on your hands and you've got to this stage, please check out the uh, Lovecraft, the Weird Tales stuff, and uh, the M.R. James stuff, and the No Sleep podcast. And there's some really, really... Cool, spooky stories, which hopefully we'll be able to do uh, some justice with the uh, same sort of justice with the tales of the unexpected.
1: And if anybody feels that they've got an awful lot of time, write us a tale of the glittery vampire and send it in. Uh, we might just be able to read that. Out. Or
0: just uh, just a family of Draculas, <laughs> Draculas, Draculas. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's all for the first episode. The rest of the episodes will be uh, the episode based. So uh we are going to be starting with episode one of series one of Tales of Unexpected, you can get that on Sky Go. Uh you probably find your most on YouTube or something like that as well. Um and uh, or why not buy the set? Buy w- buy the box. Why not go and buy the DVDs?
1: Uh just over nine pounds is for the first series at the moment. That's quite a bit though, isn't it, that? Well, you, you look get, at you get a number of them. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, well, fair enough. Yeah, so go and buy do these uh, filmmakers and storytellers uh, service. Uh, actually, it probably won't be Roald Dahl You'll be giving any money to it'll be Sophie, perhaps, and Sophie and Jamie Cullen.
1: Oh, is, is Jamie Cullen
0: married
1: to Sophie? Yeah, they're married together. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep,
0: yeah. oh. unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time.